Please a welcome to Edition, Andrew Lieb, discrimination lawyer extraordinaire over at Lieb at Law, LiebatLaw.com, practice prov- providing so much uh, as far as the legal services uh, throughout the metropolitan uh, area, discrimination, litigation, employment disputes, you name it. Uh, he covers it, and nice enough to give us a couple of minutes on a uh, Friday morning. Before we get into some things, my friend, I'm telling you right now, uh, this Islander team is flawed. Uh, I do not see them making the playoffs. I am, uh, I, I tell you, there is no scoring uh, threat outside of uh, Mr. Barzell on this team, Mr. Lee. Uh, this team is in trouble, big-time trouble. And I'll tell you, Lou Lamoretto has done a terrible job, terrible job in constructing this team. You agree with me? Uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm so bummed out. I was at the game two nights ago. Buffalo, they score. What a pass in overtime. Buffalo to win last night. Um, I will say that we're without Pellick, and when you're missing your number one D, that's a real challenge. But like you say, we can't score. Can't score, can't win. It's a big problem. But um, I'm really, really bummed up. Thumbed out. Maybe we'll get in the Bedard um, sweepstakes, get that first overall pick because we got some problems going on here. Maybe it's time to start getting rid of those Baileys and those Nelsons. He's an all star. He's got value. Let's trade him. Yeah, we got to do something. We got to build it up again. Um, and listen, uh, they're they're right on the cusp. Right on the cusp. You know, as far as uh, the playoffs are concerned, but uh, I don't know if they have enough. They really. And there's too many good teams. You know the Penguins, the Panthers are right behind, and there's too many really good teams in this uh, in this conference. That's the problem. Uh, it is a dogfight. I just don't think the Islanders have the personnel. I don't. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, loads of stuff, my friend, to talk to you about uh, as far as uh, some of these cases uh, are concerned. Uh, a lot going on. I was reading a situation regarding Facebook. And Instagram, Miss Lieb, maybe allowing a transgender and non-binary users to flash. Uh, but women who are born female and who are eager to do so, a bit out of luck, you would say, as far as uh, at least from the advisory board of Meta, uh, my friend. Can you get into this with me? Well, first of all, I don't know these women that are eager to flash. I've been looking for them my whole life, but now, haven't found them yet. Um but at the end of the day, I'll tell you that it's one of these triggering topics. Like, it's one of these things that get people upset and people have positions. And they once you say transgender rights and you do something to do non-binary, everyone's anti that. I would say Meta's in a hard place, but they should have kept their mouth shut. It doesn't really help. They should have done it all or nothing. Transgender and non-binary want to be considered the sex that they believe that they are. Then we should have an across-the-board policy for regardless of anatomical sucks one way or the other if I was in charge. But I got to tell you, these are hard decisions. How do you draw a line? How did we decide that the highway is 50 miles, 55 miles an hour? There's arbitrary lines everywhere, and this is one of those arbitrary lines. I think we should make the highway, the LIE, 70 miles an hour. But no cop seems to listen to me when they pull me over. <laughs> That's true. Uh, that is true. And, you know, let's face it. You have this oversight board, which is, you know, a body of experts, that Zuckerberg uh, has, you know, kind of called the company's, uh, what, Supreme Court uh, for content moderation, censorship uh, policies, and ordering to lift this ban on the images 
uh, topless women. For anyone who identifies as a transgender, gender, uh, Andrew, or non-binary, meaning they, you know, view themselves as neither male uh, or female. And it seems to me, you know, he has put a situation in place of a fine line to be walked here. You know, I mean, it's a very fine line when it comes to this stuff. We know that. Yeah, I'm with you 100%, and I'll add another one. How do you know what someone identifies on on Facebook? Do they have, like, a form that you fill out? I don't know. I haven't seen one where I say what my gender identity is because I'm just wondering if OnlyFans people are going to come on Facebook and say now they're non-binary and try and show their, their tatas. So who knows where this line goes? It's hard to have an arbitrary line. It's hard to have an arbitrary line that's based on someone's subjective understanding of themselves. How do you know what someone believes they are or they're not? And so I think it's a tough spot to be in. I think no matter what they do, they lose. So I think they should have either just made all breasts allowed or no breasts allowed. This is the same controversy, though, that we see on TikTok where you see natives. They have natives' pictures of actually um, biological, anatomical females that show their breasts on that thing, but other women aren't allowed to do it. Where are these lines, and why do we have these lines, and why are some things good and some things not? It's so hard to organize a civil society. That's why I'm only friends with the tree in my backyard. It's much simpler that way. At least you're branching out the right way. And I'll say this, you know, when you rely as far as what Meta is doing here, okay, on so-called human reviewers, you know, kind of tasked with assessing both a user's sec- sex as this policy applies to uh, female intimate parts and their gender identity, that, as far as I'm concerned, is a recipe for disaster. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I think they're going to end up relying on. I don't know if you've been playing around with this yet, but who needs humans anymore? This chat GPT thing seems to know more than me. I've been on it all day, and I imagine it knows what, what the answer is. Humans were so flawed, and uh, we're seeing this AI take off, and maybe that's really where they're going with this. Humans for now, and then eventually the computers are going to tell us what to do. I was watching for, um, just to get ready for this, I've, I've, been, I've been watching Arnold. I wanted to see what's going to happen when we have Arnold take over again. And so I've been sitting home and watching because the, the androids are coming, and they're going to tell us what we can show and what we can't show. This human thing is flawed. A computer's flawed. The problem, again, is that when you look at something like um, non-binary or a transgendered, we're, we're looking at is a very hard conversation, a hard definition, because it's subjective. It's what someone believes they are. And so how do you put a line in the sand based on what you believe you are? I'm not saying they're wrong, right, or otherwise, but I think that they need to say overall that either breasts are allowed or breasts are not allowed, whether they're native, whether, I don't know if you saw, it's even for, um, for anatomically women when they're going to be breastfeeding, they could show the breast. When is it when it's not? When are they doing this? It's just so many zigzags on the line. I, it's too complicated for me. I can't keep up with it. You can't. I mean, the board adding, you know, there'll be additional uh, bare-breasted related exceptions based on context of protest. I mean, come on. Uh, birth giving, after birth, breastfeeding. I mean, come on. I mean, it's too complicated. It's way too complicated uh, as far as everything is concerned here. They're, they're making uh, they're, they're making this out to be calculus uh, when it shouldn't be calculus. It should be algebra. I mean, that's really what it comes comes down to. So 
we'll see how everything transpires. Now, let me pick your brain on a couple of uh, situations. Uh, yesterday, the involuntary manslaughter charges coming to Alec Baldwin and the armor as well. The set New Mexico rust and all that happened there with the death of the cinematographer. Were you surprised? Uh, I don't know if the word surprised, as I've been doing this on the news for a long time now since uh, Alec first had this situation. I think it was a bad charge, meaning I think that I don't believe they're actually going to go through with it and actually go forward. They didn't actually charge yet. They said they're going to bring charges. There's a weapons enhancement in it that goes from 18 months to five years on it. But what I mean by it's a bad charge is how are you going to convict Alec Baldwin of this? They have to show that he recklessly endangered someone. They have to show that he knew that he had a weapon. And it's not just that they have to show it. They could show it to one person, two people, but they need a unanimous jury to do this. And Alec Baldwin, like him or hate him, one of his talents as an actor is to be able to keep a straight face while doing what he's doing. He's going to make a marvelous witness. So I see he has risk that he can go to jail for up to five years. I see the prosecutor has risk that they could lose and lose their legitimacy. I see plea bargain negotiations happening now. I will say, though, again, that I don't know. I wouldn't want to be a Western actor anymore. Don't give me a gun if I'm on set. Well, listen, I'm not a fan of Baldwin outside of the acting uh, umbrella. Uh, I'm, I'm not crazy about some of the things he says. I do think, though, there is culpability to him. He blames everybody but himself. He is the exec- well, was the executive producer uh, on that set. He should be the manager there as far as knowing everything that goes on. I don't care if somebody hands you the the gun. If they tell you it's cold, you know what? You still do not point a gun at a person. You do not do that in rehearsal. You have to make sure you triple check. You check it a fourth, a fifth time to make sure that there is not a live round there. There is culpability. And listen, you don't shoot your mouth off as he has done many a time in interviews. You know, the Stephanopoulos interview, I didn't pull the trigger. Come on. That is going to set off a little something there from a DA standpoint. I think there was no choice but to level those charges. There is culpability in my estimation regarding Alec Baldwin there, Andrew. Well, there's definitely civil culpability in the sense that they settled the civil case and they were going to make um, uh, 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 a pretty good settlement. We didn't see the numbers, but it seems like they resolved it. But do you think, and I don't know, Jay, maybe you know, I think he's responsible. I think he should pay up maybe a fine. I don't see what he did, though. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. He said he didn't pull the trigger, and the FBI report said he had to have pulled the trigger. And yes, he shouldn't have pulled, done anything with the gun, but they handed him a gun. It's supposed to have blanks. Why were there any live bullets on the set in the first place? There's questions there. It's going to be hard to get a unanimous jury, but my question is, is he really 18 months in jail culpable? Like, this clearly it was involuntary manslaughter they're charging, so they say he had no intent whatsoever. Is it really 18 months in jail or five years in jail culpable or is it more community service a fine do something like that like i think a plea is the appropriate response for both sides i think he should have something go with him maybe he should have to be on a uh, some sort of probationary type of thing maybe he should have to do hundreds of hours for the community maybe he should have to pay fines i don't know that jail is really the right solution because even though he's a numbskull in a lot of ways the way as you say he can't keep his mouth shut and these public interviews I don't know that the public is going to convict him to go to jail for 18 months for this. Do you think he's going to get convicted? 
I don't think it'll get to that. I think there will be some sort of a plea in place when it's all said and done. Uh, listen, I think we can all agree in the fact that there was negligence involved on this set, whether it be the armorer, whether it be the executive producer, uh, complete negligence, complete negligence, a price to be paid, but I do think a plea will be in place as we get down the road here. That I do think. Uh, And I don't think there'll be any jail time, sir. I don't. So let's see what happens there. Third piece of business before we let you go, the Biden documents. Uh, You know, finally get the president out in California, make some sort of a statement uh, and everything else, kind of looking down uh, at his papers, not directly uh, into the camera, which is a whole nother thing, body language and everything else. You know, we talk about culpability here. Uh, There seems to be zero when it comes to owning up as far as these secret documents in various locales. What's your take here? I've told you before, I think the take is that you couldn't have picked a worse PR blunder for the president after he came out so strong against Trump on it. I think he's handling it poorly. I don't know that there's a right way to handle it, though. Like you're saying, he didn't he didn't come clean. He's not. He's not. I, I don't know. I don't know what he could have done right besides not screw that up. It's kind of like, you know, they say you shouldn't have unclean hands. That's a legal term. You shouldn't have unclean hands. You don't accuse someone when you're also culpable of doing something. It's just a PR nightmare for him. I see him having zero criminal exposure like Trump because he's a sitting president, and we all know from what Trump was in office, and they were talking about prosecuting him with the Mueller and everything. We know that there's this DOJ policy from 1973 that you don't indict a sitting president. That all being said, it's Trump is alive again. I don't know if you saw the latest poll. He just destroyed DeSantis in a poll. It rejuvenates Trump. It gives him legs. I think Biden, it's a disaster. He needs to come come to bring this all together, shift the topic. I guess he's hoping that the, the, the topic shifts. That's what you hope for in politics, that, you know what, you just let it go, you stay low, you stay low, just like, I guess, Trump did, and then hopefully the narrative shifts moving forward. But, again, you couldn't have picked a dumber thing to happen than to have documents in your properties when you're coming after Trump for the same thing. It's just stupid nature of it all, and I was quoted in Newsweek basically stating the fact that you have an individual uh, as far as Hunter Biden living at that same residence involved with business dealings in adversarial nature as Hunter has been doing, and these documents in that same residence, classified secret documents, when you have these types of dealings, that is an issue from an outsider as far as looking at this. I don't know, Jay. Like, that's no more of an issue than having them at Mar-a-Lago, which is a private club and people are back and forth. It's just as dumb on both sides. Like, you, you, we just like using the word Trump, Hunter Biden and making it salacious. The thing is, it's just idiotic. It was stupid. It's a problem. It shouldn't have happened. It was a breach. It was a mistake on both sides. Dumb on both sides. But the dumber part on the uh, Joe Biden side, as opposed to Trump, is he should have kept his mouth shut on Trump. Because how do you come out so big against him when you've got unclean hands? It's just stupid, 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 stupid. 
security breaches all around. And I think the real issue, and I'm going to be, I'm going to make a generational statement. Maybe this is ageism for some sense, and I shouldn't do it. I'm a discrimination attorney, but. I think if you can't get these people into, and maybe it's not ageism, I guess it's more, we need to digitize documents, people. What is with these paper documents everywhere? Like, how do you function in this paper world? We're in a digital world now. These, you shouldn't have these briefs everywhere that you're putting out with stamped things. They have to be highly secured, and these protocols of how we're doing it is just wrong. I don't understand how people are walking around with highly classified documents on paper where someone could just come take it. It's just maddening to me. Yeah, good point. Good point. As far as, you know, that uh, poll, uh, let's not forget, a poll that was taken a couple of months ago had the Santas in the lead by 23 points. I'm not a big poll guy either, uh, I should point out, but in essence, you know, I think the Santas is kind of waiting on the sidelines and everything else. We'll see what happens, but uh, clearly uh, Donald Trump prevails over this type of situation based on Merrick Garland and everything else that comes about and what could come about as far as Donald Trump down the line. Uh, I think it somewhat takes him out of the picture based on what happened to this president. Yeah, I think it's the biggest thing that Biden could have done for Trump. And you've been a big DeSantis guy for a while, and I I hear you. And I thought DeSantis was going to clean house of Trump. I thought Trump was out for the count. He was done, 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 done. That's where I was. And then Biden just gave him the best present he could ever have for New Year's. Like, if I was Trump, I'd be sending him a, a box of Florida oranges, the most delicious, the most the juicy of the oranges, send him all Florida sunshine to Biden and say, thank you for rejuvenating my political career, giving me an out with any jury if I'm indicted. Like, it's just making, it's the best present Biden could ever give him for Trump. It's unbelievable that he would do this. <laughs> the gift giving keeps on going, man, I'll tell you. Unbelievable. Uh, Mr. Lieb, always a pleasure. Uh, we will uh, look for the Islanders to hopefully get two points tomorrow night uh, against the uh, Hurricanes at the UBS, and they need it. They have dropped seven of eight. They need to win, get the full two points, and let's see what happens here. But they're still hanging around, which is a good thing. Andrew Lieb, Lieb at Uh Until next time, you have a wonderful weekend, sir.